You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. This is our conti- uh, continuation of working with foam, uh, part, part two. two. And we're <laughs> we're discussing <laughs> we're discussing the foam repairs on aircraft that have mishaps out in the park. And Jay, you um, we talked a little bit about EPO and EPP last time, but this time we're going to talk a little bit about EPS. And there's really not a whole lot of EPS airplanes out there any longer. They're making them mostly out of EPP and EPO. But there are kits that are available that have been discontinued that people are selling. uh, Or there's some older kits like the GWS type kits that people are are able to pick up. And you had some Uh, Mainly, Mainly uh, GWS kits. That's what you and I first started out on. And I still have a few of those kits left. And I want to say there was some great plane kit, and they were they were styrofoam as well. Every once in a while, especially like if you're on eBay, there's some great deals for planes, and you get them, and you're like, this plane is like uber light, you know. And you might have only paid twenty or thirty dollars right. for it, and it's a P51 Mustang, and you're like, this is a fantastic plane. And then you go out and you fly it, and you have a minor mishap, and it turns into confetti. <laughs> it lands and. One wing turns into confetti, and there's foam flying everywhere. People are just shocked. Yeah, that it does. Foam goes everywhere. <laughs> it's a big parade. And once again, this foam. I actually, I like. I I still have a soft spot in my heart for EPS planes because you got to remember that during the time that these things were made, electrical systems for these aircraft or electric aircraft were in their infancy, and we were still flying around with brushed motors. There were brushless motors, but you either had to hack them out of a hard drive or you'd buy a, br- a hacker brush brushless motor and it was, you know, a small car down payment. And so people were still flying with brushed, <laughs> brushed motors because brushed motors were still very, very cheap, just like they are now. They're very, very cheap and they were everywhere. But the power systems that we had, you know, I, I want to say when I got my first battery, I want to say it was maybe putting out 10C. Five to ten C. That sounds you know, about max. Right. Yeah, that's um, right. Which is you know nothing. You know that's what you put in your you know in your radio you know type of thing. You don't even put that in a model anymore. <laughs> so they so the planes had to be they had to do some serious cheating in order to get the planes to fly. The styrofoam or EPS foam is once again it can mold really great. It looks great when you put panel lines and stuff in it, but unfortunately you just breathe on it. Dents or you know, you push it, so it, it it's very fragile. But on the on the plus side, it is so light. It's it's light. It's you know it's like air. Like the GWS uh, kits started uh, switching over to cheap brushless motors when they started hitting hitting the thing, and people started modifying their planes. They got serious performance out of these aircraft. And, and another thing to remember: these planes didn't exactly have uh, a lot of carbon or you know structure in them because that usually meant weight. Uh, people right. had to start putting in spars, you know, aluminum, you know, arrows or you know carbon in the order because the brushless motors were so powerful they'd rip the planes to pieces. One of the things, of course, as you as we mentioned, is that we crashed a lot and we had to repair these things. Right. And one of the yeah, things that you had to at least the number one repairing agent was CA. It was great, but you had to make sure you had foam safe CA. That was a major, major plus. Nowadays with, with once again with EPP, who cares? It does it doesn't care if you put gasoline on it. Uh the EPO foam, it doesn't care right. what type of CA glue you put on it, you know, for the most part. But EPS, woo, if you want to talk about something melting or turning into a pile of goo if you put regular CA on that stuff, or even if you put a lot of foam safe CA you know, if there's enough of it, it'll get, you know, it'll get hot. The chemical reaction will get hot and it will melt the foam. Right. Yeah. If you put a big old long bead. Oh, on yeah. It, you put it, or a goop. Yeah. You put a big, a big long bead. You know, at, uh, little, if a little does good, a lot, half a tube will do better. You know, so <laughs> yeah, no, 
do. Exactly. Anyway, we had to repair this phone. I, I will say this is this is where I kind of got my foam hoarding um, affliction from, is working with this material because at the time there really wasn't a lot of foams out there per se. In order to get foam, you know, there wasn't there definitely wasn't like now you could just run to the store buy fuselage or buy you know a, a rudder set or something like that. You know, if you if the, if the plane broke or you broke something on the plane, you had to go buy another model use that as a spare kit type of thing and that was rather expensive right you either had to refabricate your kit or your piece and so therefore whenever you got a box and you got whatever foam came with that box you would you would save the foam you go well that seems about the right density or the right weight i'll use that and uh, uh so i have this foam collection of just foam i've just kept from different boxes of different things i've gotten in the mail right once again in order to do these repairs you would Get uh, a piece of foam, same density, same weight, or you know, about the size that you need. Trace out basically the part you needed. This stuff now, uh, as opposed to the EPO, you were talking, I think, before about sometimes, uh, or even with the uh, the corning the corningware foam, so dense it tends to dull the knives a lot. Um, the styrofoam mm-hmm. you definitely need to have a sharp blade. It didn't dull the knife, and you you could quite literally shave off shave the foam that it was wafer thin that you could see through it. And that's basically what you had to wow. do. You, you sat there and you, you did a little whittling and you would just whittle your part to look pretty close to the other one, lightly sand it. Minwax was used, uh, A, to toughen up, to help toughen up the foam. Or they would take paper, like uh, craft, craft paper, paper, and put it with, by putting the minwax on, the, on that and then putting that on the foam would stiffen it up because – you know, that was, it was a nice light repair. It would, st- it would definitely make it so that you wouldn't dent the foam by touching it. It would harden enough that you could actually handle it without getting hair rash on it. Well, it worked out quite well. Um, in fact, I found it relaxed. I kind of liked doing that kind of stuff myself. I liked refabricating parts or figuring out how to put things back together. Lightweight spackle, the foam, a little sanding. I don't know. I guess I felt good about my repair, or not so much the repair, but actually the craftsmanship of sitting down and remaking that part without having to spend another $100 to get another kit. So I guess there was a satisfaction I got from it. Well, that makes sense. And I actually picked up a StarMax F-18 uh, a while back, and it's an EPS as well, and it's a 90-millimeter jet. So it is very, very large, and... I put that thing together and, and realized that there's a CG issue. So some of the research yeah, that I did, a couple of the guys, I, th- I think, I think it was RC informer. We, we watched yeah. that guy pretty, pretty regular. And, and he said, Oh, you should move the gear back uh, just about two or three millimeters. So it was a major, major undertaking for me. I had to take the bottom of it where the normal landing gear would, would bolt in and then it would, it would basically retract into these little, these little side holes, if you will, on the side of the airplane. And if you've seen the Jolly Rogers, uh, I think Banana Hobbies has it. A couple other ones, the ninety millimeter jets. You can see that the wheels retract. Part of the wheels stick out. They're actually just you can see them on the side. I didn't really like it that way. So when I moved it back, I actually created uh, little pockets so that it would retract all the way up into the body. And I built these little side not really doors, but they're just side covers so that the wheels weren't exposed. I will tell you that cutting into EPS foam is daunting. (laughs) If that's the right term, as soon as you stick your, your knife in there, you think to yourself, okay, this is just, this is going nowhere. I can see it because it, it doesn't come out in a square. Every other piece of foam I have on my desk, if you cut out a square, you pull out the square and the, the whole foam stays together. EPS, as soon as you make a slit and you cut the opposite direction, it's like popcorn. That thing just, yeah. it, it comes out and there's pieces going everywhere. And you literally have to draw a big square and cut in right. little it, pieces. It's almost quicker to pick it. You like almost have to out. pick it out with tweezers or just pick it out with your the tip of your knife. Exactly. Out. The way it cuts, like I had to cut into the body. So as I put my knife down, I had to be very careful onto the depth. Then I had to draw the line. Then I had to go right about three millimeters beside it, draw the other line, and then pinch all of that foam out. Well, you got to make sure that you get down to the right depth because now you have 
one you know that just came off the top the next one came down deeper and now you have this little canyon hole looking <laughs> thing grand canyon looking thing and and it's difficult to get it all level inside which it needed to be level inside so in order to get it level i took a basically a half inch by half inch piece of wood and i i just put a um piece of sandpaper on the bottom of it a little square about one inch by one inch or half inch by half inch and i just stuck it in there and i just started moving it back and forth till it sanded that foam down where it was all smooth and at least level with the foam surrounding it but it was a big project it took me hmm, probably about a month to to get it right, right. Uh, it wasn't working with this foam is not something that's it's not a quick project i mean you have to be able to have the patience to be able to make it look right but when it does look right, it's very impressive what you can do with the foam because you can make it look just as good, if not better, than what it was when it started. Because those little pockets actually flared out. They were flared where the wheels went in. It wasn't – if you looked at the real F-18, it doesn't have that because it come up into the body. But for this particular model, it didn't look bad. You saw it. I oh, mean, It looked really good. It, it retracted – yeah, it retracted into it, and it – it didn't create as much drag. However, comma. now that I got the CG figured out and we put all that in there and I strengthened it all up and, you know, made everything great. We, uh, tried to take it off and I think we had the CG issue problem where we, we balanced it, but now we put the battery too far forward and it didn't want to come off the ground and it basically got airborne, but ran into the trees, uh, at the end of that the runway. Sad. It was pretty sad, but, the damage that it did was just on the leading edge of one wing. Oh, that's right. You did yeah. look out. It it did the same thing that my L39 did in the last episode because there was such a big weight in the battery. The nose, it just pulled the nose apart right where the two pieces. Luckily for me, the uh, the, the F-18 is long. It's how long do you think that thing is? About three and a half, four feet, right? Uh, yeah, four feet. Oh, no. it, it's, it, let me put it this way. It will sit on a queen size bed and and from the head of the bed to the foot of the bed and the nose sticks off a good four inches so it's it's at least the size of a queen size bed because i have it sitting in you know the other room so <laughs> much to the chagrin of your wife yes, exactly yes like yeah. that. it's in the guest why room. does that plane get its own bed <laughs> it does get its own bed but anyway, it's it's a very large, and so it came in two separate pieces or three separate pieces, and so you had to glue the pieces together. And I used, I probably used epoxy or maybe I used some sort of a Gorilla Glue or, or the contact cement. And anyway, it came apart uh, right where the the two the two halves glued together. So it didn't do any damage other than pull those pieces apart, and then the leading edge took a little damage from the tree. So it it did ding up the leading edge. It kind of put some branches in the, you know, it stuck in the branches and, and right. caused a little problem there. So once again, the EPS foam, I had to basically cut the leading edge clean off my airplane. Now I didn't go from the wing root to the wing tip. I just cut out the middle section of it. That was damaged. Now, what did you, what, what, what foam did you use to stick it back in there? Okay, so I I went ahead and used the the Corningware stuff. That that stuff oh, so seems to be my go-to. So you, okay, so you did use the Corningware. Yes. I would think that when you went to sand it, because the Corningware and the foam or the EPS is so different that you know if you try to sand it, you know you get that uneven sanding just because the two materials are so different. Okay, and that is true. And so what I did is I measured everything out and I actually cut a block. So I, I cut the actual block of uh, corning wear, and it's about two inches thick. And this time, I the bottom of the wing is flat, but the top of the wing has a camber. So this time, as opposed to the last time that we talked about it, I, I matched the on the T50, I matched the top part. But on this one, I matched the bottom. So I put the corning wear level with the bottom wing. And so now I have about mm, a couple of millimeters of pink foam sticking up above the the top of the wing so now what i'm able to do is basically take that hot wire and just pull it across the top of the wing and carve down that pink uh foam to where it's level and has the same oh, camber okay that's interesting as, as the one on the top so it basically got a rough cut right i didn't do it right 
even with it, but I cut it down enough. And then I basically filled in the gaps with the spackle. All right. So now I have the spackling that's sitting up a little higher than the EPS foam as well. Now, when I took that 400 grit sandpaper and started sanding it, I'm not sanding the EPS. I'm sanding the uh, spackle that's sitting on top of the EPS. So now I'm able to get, right. So now I'm able to get the pink foam sanded. I know it's level when the spackling starts coming off of the EPS because it'll actually, it'll actually come off the EPS and then start digging into the EPS and the EPS will sand, but you're right. There are two different types of foams. One's very dense and one's not. Uh, So if you started sanding it, it it does have, you know, one will take one, one will go away very quickly and the other one won't basically. So this way I just sanded it, you know, up and down until the spackling came off. Then I went left and right as opposed to, you know, up and down and and got it all level. And then I basically took some uh, paint that I matched and sprayed with my airbrush, brushed it all up. And the last time you were through here for the Electro Festival, you got to see it. And it didn't look anything like. Yeah, you couldn't even tell. Now, there you could tell if you look close because there are certain panel line pieces that are missing. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. But you couldn't, you couldn't, that couldn't tell draw, that it but... went through. It got, it got screened through a tree. Uh, you know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. That, right. You know, if you said to somebody, "Yeah, this was wrapped around a tree," nobody would believe you. No, but they would. Said, "Yeah, I dinged yeah. it." They'd go, "Oh, okay, I can see where you did a repair," but they would not think that you, like you said, you screened it through through a tree. They, they would definitely not believe you. Now, part of the F eighteen has uh, intakes on both sides, and they're they're a curve. It's a curvature. And one of them, when it came apart, one of them was missing. It kind of cut that part off. And so now I needed to make uh, this this curve. And it it, it was kind of a half moon shape, I I guess. They're not totally round. They're kind of oval. So basically what I did is I, I tried to figure out what I could do. And I, you know, looking at this pink XPS foam, it's very, very thick. And it obviously was not going to work. Because it doesn't flex. It's very rigid. However, sitting right next to that was some blue core foam. And blue core foam. The five, the you, five millimeter stuff. Yes. Or, or Depron. It's, it's pretty close to the same stuff. But I, I didn't have the Depron. I had the, the blue core. But if you, if you put a little bit of heat, and, and I'm going to use that term very, very loosely. If you put just a slight little bit of heat or, or maybe a better way to do it is to get a, uh, get a can, a, like, like a can of green beans. And you take the, you take the blue core and, and start moving it around the can and it creates a, an arc. It, it creates this little arc and the arc will actually matched where I needed to put this, this intake. Yep. And so I basically, you know, got the blue core to curve at the same length that I needed it to curve and as a result, I was able to slide it in there, put a little some glue on there, put a little spackling in there, and now it has a complete um, intake side that was missing in the crash. It got taken off of there, so now it looks just almost good as new. Yeah, and the nice part about that too, about using the Depron or using the blue core like that, you could roll it like that, or use an old rolling pin or PVC pipe. You know, just get creative for however, however, how whatever the diameter of the curve that you're looking to make, you know, right. You can do that a couple of times. Then you can cut, you can cut the foam and then you can laminate them together and you can make, you can make that varying thickness of how, like you said, for that nacelle of how thick you might want it, you might want it. And you can just sand it down and then just keep it right in its place. So that's, that's true. That's yeah. Really. That's a great thing about uh, using that. Foam. Once again, you just got to get creative and not worry about it. That's the other thing. I, I know. We have a, a few friends of ours, and they, they get worried. Right. They're going to make a mistake, and just don't worry about that. Make the foam do what you want it to do, and it's just amazing. If you have that mindset and that you're going to use it to fill or you're going to use it in such a way, just do it, and then you can sand it, throw some spackle on it, paint it, and off you go. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, you just have to get some scrap parts and just give it a try. I mean, that's the best way to do it. I know Phil out at the at the park. He's made a couple of EDF jets, uh, park uh, not EDF, but he's made a couple of park jets out of Depron, and 
he basically puts like six or seven pieces of Depron together and makes a nose cone out of them. You know, so he'll he'll basically shave it down with a knife and and it looks looks square when he first starts, but then he'll just use some sandpaper and make it more like a cone shape. Once again, there's that term conical shape uh, for a nose cone. So Depron works really well too. It's very similar to Blue Core, uh, and in the fact that it you know it sands really well and it and it holds shapes very well. Well, uh, if you remember your uh, Turbo Beaver that you have, your little uh, cracked Turbo Beaver. Yep. Uh, one of the things I, that impressed me about that kit was that the wheels were again made from the EPP or made from foam. That's just correct. by laminating a couple of pieces together and then putting a uh, a little small plywood centerpiece in for the wire to go through, and voila, you had this great off-road tire. And I was like, wow, that was that's pretty slick. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty you impressive, know? actually. It was, a, it was a smart thought on their part. I don't know if uh, Depron oh, yeah. or, or EPS would work that way, but it might. Actually, they have well, EPS uh, Well, once, wheels, once again, I, if I was going to do something like that, I would just use a – you know, EPS wheel, right? If I wanted mm-hmm. to, and then mm-hmm. if I wanted rubbery a rubbery outside, I would just run, you know, uh, some uh, some EPP, you know, uh, outer shell, and just glue that, you know, put put one inside the other, and now you have the EPP, which you can take running off of rocks and it's not going to tear away, you know, wear away, and then you have the stiffness of the EPS or the Depron or you know, Blue Core, what you know, whatever phone you want to use on the inside, depending on how heavy of a wheel you want to make. Right, if you were making a lightweight model and you wanted to make a tire out of Depron, you know something that's like a peanut scale, you know, nice and nice, you know, great. Right, right. You can do that. I, I you, you know, just have to get creative. You know, I think uh, listening. I mean, um, thinking about my multiplex uh, park flyer, the one we call the Mangler, because <laughs> <laughs> it whacked, because it whacked my, yes. <laughs> whacked my hand. Yeah. It's a taste blood. Yeah, you know, the you got uh, to keep it away from the other models. Right. Anyway, that one there, I think it's called the Park Master, is what it is. Jay always calls it the Mangler because it, I had a prop incident where it whacked me in the hand and caused me to bleed everywhere. But that particular one has EPS type wheels. They're they're foam. They're not uh, rubber or plastic, but they're actually made out of foam, and it makes for a really Uber lightweight. I think you can fly it indoors or out on grass, but they they dent, but they don't seem to. I mean, they're they're a little more dense. I think they're not. Right. I think they're more of an EP, EPP. Or, I mean, they're not EPP. So so you remember my Fun Cub? You yes, know? same thing. I think you had them on a Fun. Yeah. Cub. So my phone, my Fun Cub definitely has. They have uh, EPO wheels, and they're great on dirt. I mean, they they work great. You know, um, but they have a problem. If you land them on a runway, an actual runway, right? You have it's it is the hardest thing to land on because they skitter and they bounce and they don't grip, right? And uh, and it causes the gear to splay out. And so a lot of people, I was you know people were getting their uh, uh, not their motor mount, but uh, what's the their shaft or motor shaft was, was bending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it would hit the ground, it wouldn't grip, and it would just slide on the pavement right and so the wheels would splay out and then and then the propeller would have contact with the ground but it would happen so fast and you wouldn't see it splay and then the plane would you hear you'd hear a thwack and then the plane would just kind of all of a sudden wobble down the runway and you're like what's wrong with my plane get it back (laughs) and you're looking at the prop and it's all wah 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 you're like what happened you know or you'd break a prop or it'd break or you break a prop and you're like how do i keep breaking all these props when i land it shattered the tip shattered the tip off of it yeah, it's right off. You know, one of the guys in my club, my club, I think, I think it was Bob. Uh, one of the guys in my club, he took actually an old uh, inner tube tire. He would just cut it and cut a strip, and then he glued that strip on the outer, on you know, right in the middle of the tire. And once he did that, it gave it enough grip where the things wouldn't splay and it would stick to the runway. Well, that's a smart idea. Oh yeah, yeah, it worked out great. It was a real nice, quick mod. It didn't weigh anything, and didn't affect the plane, and it really affected the handling on, you know, on pavement. Right. Wow. Kudos to him. That's a great idea. Yeah. Every once in a while, he thought of some good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's what you get when you uh, when you have one of those models where you just have to make 
do with what you have and you're like frustrated and you're looking around your shop. I, I have one or two of those that something would happen and I'd go, gosh, dang it. What can I use to, you know, fix this? People have figured it out. I mean, for, for the EP, EPP stuff that we talked about last time, you can laminate that. Oh yes. And I love laminate. It's, it saves a lot, you know, it saves a lot of uh, wear and tear on your EPP. Uh, the EPS, you can, you know, obviously put strips of, what did you say it was? The Velcro or whatever on there. Velcro? What did he, what did he put on there? <laughs> I can't remember what no, he you said he put on there. I, it was an old tire. Oh, rubber, rubber, rubber. Yes. Inner tube. It was an inner tube tire. Yes, the inner tube. That's what I was thinking. I don't know why I had a brain hemorrhage and I was thinking Velcro. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're over 50. You're not getting enough <laughs> blood flow. <laughs> I know. Actually, I am over 50. Yeah, actually, I just had a birthday. That's right. What other EPS airplanes have you modified? Uh, EPS? Well, like I said, the biggest one I, I, I've done is my P-51 Mustang. I had um, a little P-51 Mustang, and I basically covered it in that brown uh, paper, you know, craft paper. It was kind of like a paper mache project. Mm-hmm. But the neat thing about it was that plane – Went from totally like a floppy mess or like, you know, since it was so fragile, but by putting that paper on, it stiffened the whole plane up. It, um, it definitely toughened it up. <laughs> uh, of course, don't hand it to your brother-in-law who I've had on the show. And I say, Hey, check this out. And he grabbed, he grabbed the, I gave him like the elevator and he grabs it and is like, weak, 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 snap. Oh yeah, that is pretty tough. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then back to the I shop. I just meant for you to. Yeah, so he snapped that piece. Oh, you didn't want me to that snap it? And I'm like, yeah, that wasn't for you Ew. to test. You're not the test snapper. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so funny. So the paper yeah, that we're that... Ta- the paper we're talking about, you can buy at Home Depot or Lowe's. I I think it's the stuff that you can use. For, it's in the painting department. It's you can really get it in the painting department. Thin. You can get it once again at any. Um, you might get it at craft stores, and it's called like newspaper print. I think is what they call the paper in craft stores. Right. And, um, it comes like in a big sketch pad. You can rip it, rip it out. So, or you can buy or, it in like the, the brown ones come in a roll. Brown ones come in that roll. roll. Right. Right. And um, but they're really, like said, really, really thin. It's not like a, it's, it's th- not yes. like a paper sack from a grocery store. It's no, way no, no, thinner no, no, than no. that. It's thinner than that. But right. you know what? You can, you, you can use. Now, I don't know where you're going to get it from because where do you get paper sacks anymore? <laughs> I know, right? Once, once, once again, our, our millennials are going, oh, what? You used to get what? A paper sack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you can they use to, you can use a paper sack. They used to say paper or plastic and now they just say plastic or or yeah. your cloth bag that you took. Yeah. Did you bring your you know. cloth bag? Right. No. Um but uh yeah, you could use you could use that if you want in a pinch. You can actually use newspaper. Plain old newspaper. It's it doesn't work as good, but it does work. I would say that it where it helps out it helps in the finish. If you're trying to finish a plane that you wanted to get a, I mean, a, a terrific paint job on, right. by putting that paint, because once again, EPS foam is kind, does have a, you know, depending, depending on the grade of the foam, it could be kind of holy. You know what I mean? The surface <laughs> is It's sacred foam. <laughs> oh, ominous, dominous. No. <laughs> what, I'm, what I mean by fun. that is, if you look at, if you look at an EPO plane, once again, the reason that why everybody loves it is because you can put a lot of detail into the foam. Mold, right right eps you don't get that because it's more has isn't as closed cell you know it doesn't give it such a closed cell and you'll see all the little air bubbles i guess pockets depending on how the mold's set up um so you don't get as, as smooth as a finish that you get on epo um but by putting this paper on it and with the minwax you just put it on there like paper mache and you just do the thin layers and just paint it over it Sand over it with like the four or six hundred grit sandpaper, and that it'll be smooth as a baby's butt. And then you just spray paint it, and it looks great. Now it's just a flat, smooth surface, like if it's fiberglass. You know, and it, that's true. It makes your models look really, really, really good. I can't remember in the last podcast if we talked about adding talcum powder to it. I think maybe at the electric festival. Well, I think we've mentioned. I think we've kind of mentioned it or, or touched upon it. But but I, I know that if you took the Minwax and you took some non-scented talcum powder, 
And the reason you want the non-scented is because the scented ones has oil in it. Uh, or but it does smell. That's good what makes when it sanding. It, it does. <laughs> it smells smell great good, when you're right? sanding, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it 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 does have oil in it, and the oil and the water usually don't mix. So if you got some non-scented, and I don't mean dump the whole thing in there, but when you mix your no. minwax and just kind of put a uh, little stuff to where it becomes milky, and then when you brush it onto that paper, you actually get a glassy surface that you could paint that'll look like a gloss uh, paint. Right, and 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 also it helps fill. Depending on how thick you make, you know, that milky substance, you know, you right. add more or less. And right. the thicker it is, let's say you had a more of a rougher surface or you had a little bit more cracks or whatever. Um, by putting it, making it a little thicker, then it fills in a little bit more of those, that irregularities on the, on the film surface. And that paper surface fills in better. And once you sand it, it just comes out, you know, like you said, nice and smooth and ready to paint. And it, it does look good. You can you can sand the paint actually to make it even more smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So put I'm, a couple put a know, couple layers of paint on there, and then sand it with some you know four hundred grit, and then go ahead and repaint it. Put a gloss coat. It looks slick like glass. It does. Now you're 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 actually working on on, a, on one right now. You have a, a little A four, right? Uh, I do have an A four. It is a GWS A four. Uh, it I think we've talked about it before in the um, one of our episodes where it's being painted in the, the colors of the Australian Navy. And I'm almost, I'm probably about 80% done with it. But I did glass the bottom of the wings. I took the minwax, but I actually took fiberglass. I didn't take the fiber tape. I actually have some really right. thin fiberglass. Uh, and I did. I mixed it all up, and it uh, has a very slick, you know, surface. Now, there was it. a specific reason that you did that. It wasn't just to make a paintable surface no i because uh i'm gonna fly it in the park and i don't want to put the landing gear on it so i know i'm gonna belly land it and i wanted some strength on the bottom so it didn't right and that's one of the the bad parts of that foam again right right yeah it tears it's so i mean you look at it and you get that part about it well, we, we talk about the sprinkler heads, and, you know, if I was to land that thing at EPS and it hit one of those sprinkler heads, it'd be confetti. Yeah. I mean, you know, the that, bottom that, of it, it just would take a chunk out of the bottom and just poof. It'd have but, little foam parts going everywhere. But but it's one of those trade, you know, it's like a trade-off. Like I said, even though that's it's a weakness that, you know, once again, it, it's so dentable and so fragile. Right. But what I love is that when you stick our modern systems into these planes, those planes, you know, it's like a two to one ratio, weight to, you know, weight to power ratio. Um, the F-15 that uh, you threw together at your place. Oh, right. The, the it, aggressor. It flies, that, that, it flies, well, the first one, the test one. That oh, the did. test one. Yeah. Yeah. That one flew like, you know, when we were out there and we threw, and that had a four cell in it, right? And it did have it, a four cell and it had two it flew like 70 it was, millimeter motors. It was motors. stupid. Yeah, it was, it was silly. Just, it was stupid. It was know? a homesick angel it, type flight. It was a homesick angel. It it could sit there and put around a quarter throttle, no problem. And that doesn't happen with you know EDFs. Usually, you have to fly fifty percent mm. and over just to you know keep it flying. But that thing was so light, it was just like, oh yeah, I I got power. I got gobs of it. Yeah, I just love that about those planes. Yeah, there's a company out there. If you'd like to go there, it's. Uh, jets.com so it's like gp jets and are those the guys make, that cut the planes up in segments they are the big ones like they they're huge yeah. planes i mean yep. huge planes these things are all made out of eps they're probably seven or eight feet long and four or five foot wingspan these things are massive and they use a 90 millimeter edf to propel this huge airplane through the air. And it is amazing because this thing is so large. The guy, it shows a picture of the guy launching it and he's literally like running past his car and the airplane is almost the size of the car. (laughs) And he's throwing this thing in the air. I mean, the thing looks like it should weigh as much as the car, but it doesn't. It's so lightweight. Should get a special permit for flying over 55 Just to fly it. You know? Yeah. Exactly. You know, but it doesn't. I, and I think, and I think it looks like when they assemble them, it's not like you like you get a GWS kit, you know, all assembly, put the top 
the bottom or the sides to the side. I think that one, it looks like somebody took a, uh, you know, one of those dimensional drawings and did a cross section, you know, slice, you know, and they slice all the pieces together. So they cut right. it. I, if, if we're talking the same thing, they're, they're like, I don't know, an inch, like sectional slice. Like, so the whole fuselage, but it's only an, you know, an inch thick. Then you just kind of put them all together. Yeah, they have some. Yeah, it's called fast foam jets. I think if you look it up, or I think they have a um, Google will bring it up. But Mm -hmm. they they basically have these massive, huge jets. They're pretty amazing. I'll 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 post a link on on our website. You can actually click on it and look at it. But they have quite like like I I have some more time I need to waste. (laughs) <laughs> exactly go down another, the rabbit another hole another the... small portion of my life that just disappears exactly just kind of looking at them but they they basically have uh the eps type models and they're very very cool they they have eps uh ribs they've got eps molds um control surfaces they'll show you how to just completely put your model together and and you know glass it if you want and do whatever you need to do but they they weigh hardly anything. I mean, they're so yeah. light, super lightweight. And they are molded, so they don't look like just a big cutout piece of, um, you know. Foam. No, 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 no. You know, and, and like I said, you use some of the techniques we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. A little sanding. I know you're going to have to sand a little bit. But uh, when you get done, you're going to have something that just looks fantastic. And the thing is, like you said, they have jets as big as your car, but you can pick them up with, with one hand and, and, and launch them. You know, they're so yeah. light. They are so light. And they do real well with a six cell and a ninety millimeter jet. I mean, that's your heaviest parts are the EDF and the battery. Yeah. That's now once again, I, I would say that uh, you know landing it in a rough terrain or uh, <laughs> or, a hard or here crash, in the desert, yeah, yeah it would not it would not do conducive for that particular type of plane. But uh, you know, if you're a little bit more of an advanced flyer, I think that that jet would be. Yeah, the the good news about these really lightweight jets too, though, is that they have super light wing loading, and they are really floaty. Those, those type airplanes. No, that is are true. Super that floaty. is true. Um, the, the nice part is, is that you know, unless you get yourself in trouble, pretty much if you honk back on the stick, the thing's gonna you know stand on its tail and just kind of flutter to the ground. Right. Right. You know, kind of like our three D foamies. You know, you know those type of planes that they don't weigh nothing. Right. True. And, uh, you, you know, if you get in a hurry, if you just kind of honk on it thing will stop and just kind of woo, tweak on the ground that's Not true so unless it hits really hard <laughs> or the dog gets it and starts you know oh look or, at frisbee yeah if the dog bites into it you're pretty much hosed as well because he'll pretty yeah. much chomp through that thing yep. but they're fun to fly i i really enjoy it all the gws airplanes that we ever had were i mean i still have them so i, I still have a couple my uh, f-15s yep. my a4 uh, I've got a, a big F-18, that Star Max version. That's all EPS. Still have, I still have a couple in the box. Yeah, <laughs> I got uh, I got two J-10s that are in the box. That's right. Still got some of those so, that we ordered you know, from whatever. Hey, well, they were moving warehouses. We, we had to help them out. Yeah, that's true. Let them stay at our house for a little while. I know, right? Yeah, I, I got a whole list of planes, Mike. I, I really do. You know, Once I get my shop sort of set up, I, I do have a plethora of well, kind of excited about that. Good. Well, I I think that it's important for our listeners to go out and and try to grab some of that XPS, that pink Cohen, uh, Owing, uh, Owens Coningware stuff, because for five dollars they can have this two by two square and pretty much do anything with it. I mean, you can carve it with your knife, you can cut it with a foam cutter, you can test out glues with it, you can test out the different types of sandpaper with it, you can put uh, basically that that craft or a newspaper print paper on there or newspaper or fiberglass it, it's a it's just a big square i have a whole bunch of it um i know it doesn't really have anything to do with the airplane but you know my pattern airplane had some some gear on it some really funky looking gear and they were basically made out oh, of oh right they were made right. they were made out of um fiberglass well the fiberglass cracked you and i took it to a guy that to see if he could repair it he put it together then i went and flew it off the grass and it it kind of cracked again and then you know part that he didn't repair is the other side 
So I'm having, they don't make these landing gear anymore. And the airplane, once again, is discontinued. It's not a foam airplane. It's actually a balsa wood airplane. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that this pink foam that we have found will actually carve into pretty much whatever it is you want. So I have landing gear that I've actually carved from foam that I can now use. Now, how as are you going to stick a foam landing gear onto a plane? Okay, so I know if the fiberglass you're... didn't work. <laughs> yeah, this is a real super thin. But what what this is is it's a template for a carbon fiber. So now I can do a carbon fiber wrap around this and make new landing gear with uh, carbon fiber as opposed to fiberglass. And anyway. I'll have to have a whole different episode on that when it comes to it. But I, I've created, you know, the two landing gear and basically use my foam cutter and, you know, all my, my micron meters or whatever they are and, and figured out how to do it. And uh, I'll, I'll post a picture of what it looks like. But, you know, it's landing gear that will now fit on the uh, fit on the pattern airplane once I get it all carbon fibered up. Right. So basically you made you made a plug that you could, eat, like you said, either make with if you want to do it in a fiberglass or – carbon fiber and that's basically what you've done so that's that's kind of neat man yeah i've really been impressed with it so far i've i've probably repaired mm, three or four airplanes and done these carbon fiber gear or you know actually the templates for these gear and i still have half a sheet uh left right i i've uh i've also done the repairs plus i built a snow drifter type aircraft like hovercraft looking thing out of it. Um, uh, me and Alaska Mike put something like that together one year uh, out of the half inch, you know, actually that was the core uh, the Dow stuff, the blue, blue core stuff. But uh, we, we made these little, uh, like I said, uh, not hovercraft. They were snow, basically snow sleds. Race those around, you know, during the winter. And they were a lot of fun. Um, you can make stands out of them. You can, uh, I've, I've also used it for, uh, have a servo and it doesn't quite fit right or something and i right. get to block up servos and, and some of our lightweight planes um where you might have needed wood or couldn't quite you know get some wood in there and you just kind of put in some some foam and just kind of make it all work and it, it's some great stuff you can you can jam it in a lot of a lot of different places well and i actually know of guys on the web rc groups and a couple other places who have actually built airplanes out of this stuff I mean, it's. Oh yes. You think about it; it's an no, no. inch, to, almost an inch and a half thick, or maybe two inches, and so that's a perfect flat profile foamy. I mean, the Depron is only five millimeter. This thing is the same weight. One of the projects that I want to do coming up here. Once again, I got so many projects got to do, but definitely one that I want to work on. Uh, like you were saying, the cool part about this is when you and I first started, we just used the five millimeter blue core type foam to. All sorts of planes. Right. So as we've stayed in this hobby, what has happened? We've gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger planes. And one of the things I've noticed is that you could take this inch or half inch stuff and you can make a quarter scale size plane out of this stuff. And you can just, you just upscale everything. Right. And it, it is amazing to see the aircraft that people have made or a Super XXL of your favorite, you know, profile plane. And guys are just ups- upsizing it with this stuff because it's rigid and you have to put in, you might have to put in some, you know, reinforcement of, you know, wood, carbon, fiberglass, whatever. But guys are building these giant planes on the cheap. I mean, you know, sure, like less than $100. And they have this plane that they can, you know, they can barely fit in their car or, on, or in a truck. And they're out there flying it, and it, it's flying uber slow, but it's super huge. And it's just so cool. I, I definitely want to try some of this. Um, I'll, I'll probably put a link in for some of this, this big stuff the guys are flying, but I, I'm really impressed. Or the guys are flying uh, not only with this the, the Dow or the Corning stuff, but they're also, what's the stuff that has like a silver side to it, and it has almost, um, and it's like using the, the EPS or styrofoam, old styrofoam. Yeah, that's a that's a Dow product as well, I think, and it's yeah, they're also it is basically styrofoam, but it's got a it's got like a silver foil lining silver, on the side. Right, I've seen planes made out of that stuff as well. They're just building these uber light, humongous things. And now the foam, the foam, the thicker the foam gets, the more rigid it becomes. I will tell you that the 
the two by two, um, you know, foot piece that I have, it's almost like, like wood. Oh, oh yeah. Like if, if I cracked you in the head with it, you'd, I, you'd yeah, you'd it. know it. Yeah, you would. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't weigh hardly anything. But I will tell you that that styrofoam with the silver on the side of it, that that is very bendy, floaty. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think the test flight guys built the big um, paper airplane with that stuff, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think so. You know, if you're familiar with test flight, uh, great bunch of guys over there. But they, they built a big uh, paper airplane out of that stuff, and I think it flew around once or twice, and then I think eventually crashed. But uh, But it's great, you know great opportunity to get it and, and figure out what you can do. Just go buy one of those $5 sheets and play around with it. Right. See what you can do. And, and like you said, uh, just go on RC groups because uh, you just go to the foamy section and look for something that says X, you know, XL, whatever plane or XXL. And that's basically what they're doing. They're using that stuff and they're just ups, upscaling whatever little park flyer that they used to have. That's true. And, you know, like, uh, like the nutball, which is just basically a, a round circle. These guys are making one that's, you know, size of a you know, six foot diameter, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a UFO. It's just crazy stuff. It's a USO, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's inexpensive and you crash. It's not, you know, once again, it's not many, it's, there's not many quarter scale size aircraft that you crash and you kind of laugh about it. And, that, yeah, and that's, that's the fun that I, that I loved flying that profile planes and doing that stuff was that if you crashed your plane or something bad happened to it, oh, it kind of sucked for like 30 seconds. Right. And then you laugh about it and then you go make another one. Right. Or you pull another one out of your, you know, closet or something. Um What yeah. what was the what was the coolest foam, you know, EPP or not EPP, but what was the coolest blue core or or this corning uh wear airplane you've ever seen? Oh, that's man, that's tough because I, I mean, everyone that I made during that time that I made it was like very very cool. If you know what I right. mean. Right. Right. You know, and I was like, man, this is a really cool plane. Um, there was one called the Stealth that I remember having. Um, it, it kind of flew kind of fast. It sounded kind of good from the vibration. It was because the motor was mid-mounted in the plane. Oh, right. And uh, it, sounded, it sounded pretty good when you flew it around. It looked good in the air. Uh, I really liked that plane. I know for, for a fact my, my, my most favorite plane that a buddy of mine had, uh, we called it the Blue Warp. And it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be just a cub, okay? But when we built it, we kind of built it wrong, and we built the fuselage at an angle, and so the whole plane was warped. And oh, so we just called go. it the blue warp. The blue and, warp. Yeah, we called it the blue warp, and I, I kind of made it for my, my buddy Pete. This plane, I, I, I don't think anybody's gotten more joy out of a piece of, you know, foam than, it, than that plane. We flew it to like it disintegrated. Flew it in thirty mile, forty mile gusting winds one day. We just did crazy stuff that you'd normally never do with, you know, good plane. Right. Just you don't because wanna, you, know, you don't want to ruin it. Yeah, you don't want to ruin it. And this plane, it was it, the more we ruined it, the more you know we just added more weight and then just got it, you know, more powerful motor and just stuck it on there. And in fact, he actually made money off the plane because he took it to his club. They had pretty plane contest, and he got up there and he talked so eloquently about the plane. Everybody they they voted in for the pretty plane contest, and he ended up winning this you know gorgeous plane and this other stuff. Wow. That, that. And I, and I, I was like I was like no way how how can a person do that with that plane that you know basically is like a banana when it flies. <laughs> but uh, I would say that 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 plane you know for him gave him a lot of joy, and I I enjoyed it too just you know from flying it and just you know building it for him. I would have to say um, stealth for me was one that I enjoyed. Line. Um, they, there was also oh, it was a circle plane. Maybe it was the IFO. I can't remember. But I liked that one too, just because it was simple and you could dogfight with it. I enjoyed that. But at the time, there wasn't many people to fly with me. But I, I liked it because you could fly close to the ground, get all crazy with it. I loved them. And I mean, you still have. I mean, I, I bumped into a box, and you still had all sorts of planes in there. Oh yeah, I have a I have a whole box of blue core foam i've got f-22s i've got uh i have something similar it's not what you described i I call it a stealth two but it's a delta wing Uh, Mm -hmm. i've got an extra 230 in there that 
that I put together. Oh, uh, I, I've got I've got a bunch of. Bunch and of now them. I just thought of another one. I I would say for you know for those early ones that I like, but really towards later, right before I shifted to more complex models, the very last blue core models that I made was actually with you, and that was the Slow Fly Twenty Eight. That's uh, true. 3D. Yeah, and, I have several um, of those. Yeah, and that was a great plane for learning 3D model stuff on and making the transition from. Once, once you were able to fly that plane, then I didn't feel so bad when I actually spent money on a nice 3D aircraft. Right. You know, or if I if there's a maneuver I wanted to try, to get out my slow fly and try it on my slow fly before I tried on my nice, you know, right. on shiny, your nice expensive shiny model. Exactly. And, so, and and to be truthful, it took me a long time to get comfortable flying. You know, when I, it's amazing when you picked up the blue core. I you know I have no reservations and I could just try. I would just try things. You or I wouldn't have any fear. Right. But always when I had a nice model or tried somebody's nice 3D plane like that and tried to do the same thing, I'd always have a little niggling thing in the back of me like, oh, man, this is somebody's expensive plane. I better be careful. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. Because Blue Core Foam, I think uh, Alaska Mike came down here and I made two uh, two of those slow flies because he was trying to learn to hover and, and fly in close. And <laughs> we went out to the front yard and basically he – you know, went into, a, I was trying to teach him how to hover it and he crashed it. And he was like, Oh, well, you know, that ended the day. And I started laughing. I was like, no, it didn't. I just wrapped tape around it. And we still flew. <laughs> That's I mean, right. We flew that, that thing almost to destruction. Well, the coolest, yeah. the coolest, uh, foam airplane that I have ever seen. I went to an air show one time and they actually had some modelers there and they brought their creations. A guy had made, out of this Corningware stuff and some blue core, the Silver Surfer. Oh, wow! From the from the Fantastic Four, right? Yeah. yeah. So he he took the blue uh, the blue core and actually cut out this the the guy who was stand he was standing on this surfboard that was made out of this Corningware stuff, and the back of the surfboard acted as an elevator, right? It had uh, or as I'm sorry yeah. as a rudder because he had like a surfboard, so it had a movable rudder on the back of it. And then the Silver Surfer's arms were out, uh, kind of back towards him, like, you know, the movie has, right, like where he's, he's kind of, like, like he's yeah, flying, yeah. like he's kind of leaning forward and flying. That was the elevator. So his arms would move up and down and create this elevator, and then he had the rudder. Uh, and then I think the arms were kind of like a flapper, you know, flapper on setting to where mm-hmm. one arm would go up and cause it to kind of move move around. And when I initially saw it, I thought, wow, that is that was really impressive. This guy put a lot of time and energy and effort, and I think he had put some foil on it to where it looked like a, a real – or painted it silver where it looked like Silver Surfer. And I asked him, I said, does that thing really fly well? And he's like, oh, yeah. So he picked it up, shoved the battery on. I think it ran off of the three-cell, and it had a little propeller in the back, and phew, it took off and running, and it was great. It, that I was so impressed. <laughs> With the Silver Surfer cruising around the, you know, the parking lot, I was just really impressed. It it really got my attention, and I started thinking to myself, you know, I could really make some really cool stuff. And I think that is probably why I have a box of Blue Core airplanes because I eventually made right? all we of that. We haven't gotten rid of our Blue Core, you know. No, I, 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 I still I, have I some sheets. Down from Alaska, I brought that stuff with me. Yeah, so. I still ha- I still have a couple of fan folds in there. Uh, the latest creation that I made was the uh, Batwing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I bought uh, some plans off of one of the guys on the um, – on, I think it's a Foam Concept Jets. Uh, he's another great guy. He's got some really good, uh, you know, plans. And I bought the plans for the um, for the Batwing off of there. And, and that Quite thing, literally, that was a, a, a couple of sheets of, of blue core fanfold foam, a styrofoam cup. Yes. And a couple of popsicle sticks, I think. And an and a EDF. And an EDF. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And the EDF that goes with it. <laughs> and actually, it flew really, really well. I, I I made it, you know, it's a it's a big airplane. And we took it to the Electric Festival. And, and the yeah, Batwing fact, was... Yeah, uh, um, there's a picture of it there. We'll have, to, we'll have to post that. Yeah. Maybe we'll use that as a cover art. But it it flew really well until something happened to it. I, I don't remember what one of the ailerons or elevators whatever anyway i think i used a bad battery and it hit the ground and something came loose and now it doesn't seem to fly quite as well as it did 
Yeah, sometimes but. that happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bad part about the foam. There's probably a crack somewhere that flexes when I fly, and I All haven't right. found it yet because it's just a big circle. But uh, I like it when it when it uh, it just screams out of your hands. It's got a seventy. Actually, does it have a seventy? I think it does have a seventy millimeter jet in it. Uh, EDF. It runs off a of three cell, I believe, a twenty two hundred milliamp three cell. But it, well, you know, it's, you're, it's all you're, blue you're just making me think, too, when we were at the Electric Festival, um, we interviewed the guy. I can't think of his name. At the oh, Barrett Hawkhouse. Yes. Yeah, Barrett. Yes. Yeah. He made some fantastic aircraft. Just and, I mean, that was quite literally blue core, you know, some plywood, you know, whatever. It, it, it was nothing like bought. It was just stuff he just kind of got out of his garage or just walking through Lowe's or Home Depot and you pick up the free no stirring sticks for <laughs> right and right. he just kind of tacked those together and he made i think he had a uh, b36 or b38 uh peacemaker right um that was just really impressive i mean what do you the wingspan of that thing was what 10 feet 12 feet 12 you know 12 feet long it, yeah it was just it was just amazing you what, can see what it I it's, liked it's about, one of the, it's a cover art for our uh, electric yeah. festival part two i think yeah right? it sure is and the, I guess the thing that I like about when I, you know, I love seeing, I lo- like we talked about like your A10 that you're looking at. I love to see how they're just pushing the, you know, the envelope using this foam stuff. But there's something that draws me back when I see something that this guy made in his garage and right. just kind of, oh, I had this idea and then I just made it. I made the foam do what I wanted and I made this. Right. And you're just like totally impressed because I'm just like, wow, that that's pretty cool. And it, if you look at it, it doesn't. Re- it wasn't really that difficult to do. He just had to have the imagination, you know, to kind of throw it together. And, right. Uh, yeah. It's right. it's just really it just gets my own juices kind of going on just wanting to make different things. So I, I really appreciate him and the guys at the festival, you know, for coming out and bringing their wares and showing showing their foam and stuff. And I think that's great. I really do like that, and I like the the fact that it's also a place where people don't look down on you. You know, True. You didn't buy something that was it wasn't sooner bought or it wasn't you know made in the factory that you could bring out whatever whatever you you know got at home or you know, paper sack and some crayons if you could make it fly <laughs> hey bring yeah. it out there that you well know, I do know the that there are a ton of scratch build plans out there there's a ton of uh, EPS type plans Depron plans Blue Core plans. Uh, now that they have the EPP stuff, you can almost, if there's a plan for a Depron airplane, you can make it out of EPP because they sell True. three different, you know, widths of, of the EPP. The Slowfly 28, believe it or not, even though we built it out of a blue core, was an EPP oh, yeah. airplane yeah, originally. If we, if we would have had the EPP at the time, yeah, that would have been oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, because it, it's bouncy and it's slow and it's an easy trainer for, you know, guys to learn how to do some 3D maneuvers. But hopefully this, you know, this last two episodes or, you know, the part one and part two of the foam gives you an idea of how to repair and how to work with foam. Don't be scared of it. Uh, Just dive in, you know, dive in, cut some stuff up, figure it out, see what it's like. And then, you know, go find some plans and build a scratch plane or or just, you know, repair the ones that you you already have uh, by just, you know, being a little... uh, being a little more aggressive some than, bucks. You, yeah, than you would, but it does save you some dollars from having to go out and buy a whole new wing set. Now, if you wrinkle the whole wing and you crunch it and they do have one available, knock yourself out. But I don't know if I would replace or have – it would be a daunting task to, to build a whole wing for the airplane, especially if you just go buy it. But when you just ding a, a wing tip or you take a wing tip off or you crunch a little nose, you know, part of your nose – Grab some of this blue blue core or this corningware foam and and give it a try. See what uh, absolutely. See how it works, and then let us know. We'd love to hear your comments. Uh, yeah, because I'm sure that there's uh, our listeners definitely have some techniques of their own, and, and I would be greatly appreciate if they'd share them with us. We're constantly learning. Just think of all the things we picked up at that festival alone. Sure, different techniques and things that guys do that we never thought of. You know, so. Yeah. yeah, there's always there's always Biden. somebody out there that's got a better idea or, or has tried something that we haven't. So uh, if you're one of those guys, please let us know. Give us a shout. Or, or, or let us know of things that didn't work, too. 
Yes, so. that's true too. Because <laughs> we're not all geniuses. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, I glued those two pieces together and it fell apart in mid-flight. You can blame it on us. <laughs> so, you know, hey, you know, let us know about the things that didn't work too, so we can let people know not to waste their time. So that's what this is all about. We'll, we'll blame it on Jay too. So we'll just say that it was, Please, it was his. Please go ahead. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> yeah, we've I got all the scars. I got the scars to prove it. Let me yeah, tell me you. Too. Yeah, we're all scarred up. So. <laughs> well, anything on the on the horizon? I'm thinking about getting a, a glider. Um, I think I mentioned it before. I, I wanted did. to get one of these EPP Eagle gliders, and there's nothing but buzzards flying around my oh, house. Yeah. So yeah. Mr. PayPal and, you know, Mr. DHL uh, Express hopefully will be dropping off a package here shortly so I can uh, I can go up there and challenge those buzzers because they've been kind of flipping me off, Mike. <laughs> They're constantly flying and I can hear I can hear the little voices mocking yeah. me. Yes. Um, it's, it's tough. Look so, at that poor uh, guy I, stuck on the land down there. Not being yeah, able I know. To fly. I, so I, I think they're they're throwing down the gauntlet to me, and I'm I'm gonna have to have something to go up there and challenge them. So, so have you gotten to fly at all while you were down there? I know you've been busy with your mom and the house and all, but I, I've 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 pretty much been a good a good son, and I've just been taking care of things and uh, nothing putting the flying off on hold. But um, on the other hand, I've also been working on one or two places to fly, so a little bit more on that later. But uh, um, hopefully that will turn out so that when I get done with my work, I can finally start turning, turning out planes and, uh, flying my butt off. Cause I, I tell you what, moving down to Alaska, down to Texas, every day I look out the window and I'm like, I, sh- I should be flying. It's, oh, it's absolutely. Killing. The weather's great down there. I, so, well, I, I, I how about the you? It's great down there. Um, yeah, I've flown a couple of times with the guys. My schedule's changing. I have some work things to do this month, but you know, I made in the, a glider and i think last week we went and flew some some stuff so we'll i get to fly a lot more it's been a little windy in the last couple of days so um <laughs> rubbing it in. i thought you were my friend yeah went flying today what'd you do <laughs> uh cruel cruel mike <laughs> well i go fly every time i can but the weather here is you know i've kind of gotten used to it that it's good all the time so when it's windy or cloudy or or it was actually nice weather today but I just didn't get a chance to get out there. Gotcha. Now, um, you should be getting closer to your uh, Christmas in June, I think. Uh, yes, actually. Um, hopefully, it's a week uh, week or two out. I know that some of them are getting uh, delivered here. I did notice on uh, one of the Hobby Squawk forums that uh, there was a couple guys that actually took delivery of, of the new production ones. So, I think maybe the first shipment has come in. Because I know guys are starting to post that they've put them together, and there's a build uh, video on Motion RC's website right now. So, but I haven't gotten mine in the mail. When it does come, I'll let you know. And uh, we're I'm actually sure gonna, you will. <laughs> well, I'll actually try to do a build, you know, a build um, episode, and then probably how to fly EDFs too. So we can oh, we can okay. tell the guys how to great. do that. Because flying EDFs and flying propellers are two different things. So look look oh, for that. Absolutely, in the, that's look, that's that's a must. Yeah, look for that in uh, in a new episode. So, you know, Mike, before we before we end uh, end our session here, I, I'd like to throw a, a big shout out to my new friend down here in Texas. His name's Jim, and kind of tuned me into a couple of places to fly down here, and he's become a good listener of our podcast. So he's not exactly an electric guy, so uh, he's he says he's he, but he enjoys listening to our our podcast, and he's learned a, a lot of a lot of new and interesting things um, from us electric guys. And he's been flying glow for, for some time now. So um, I, big shout out to you, Jim. Thanks for uh, being so hospitable to me. Uh, I look forward to doing some more flying with you. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. thanks, Jim. We appreciate you taking care of Jay when he got down to Texas. And, you know, our podcast doesn't necessarily have to be for the new park flyer. Um, if you fly glow or if you fly, you know, electric or whatever, they, the concepts, I think, still hold the same on either side of the fence. Um, we, we're not turning away the well, glow guys true. for listening. I, I wouldn't do an episode on just how crappy glow flyers were, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just, I don't know. Good. That might Anything be actually a good episode. Good. Yeah, it would be any, any of the guys in the hobby are great guys, whether they, whatever they, fly. That's true. I don't, I don't look down That's on true. anybody for flying. So, 
Um, we appreciate quad it. And, guys. and if he doesn't fly electric, maybe uh, <laughs> hanging out with you, he'll start flying electric and see uh, how good that is. That's true. Well, we're, we're going to be putting, the, of all things together, we're going to be putting a little zaggy together. Oh, the zaggies are so much fun. Those are, are. Uh, little wings, and they make so much noise. They are. They are a little noisy, but, boy, they are fun. They are fun to fly. They are fun. And uh, unlike our tough wing that goes, you know, 100 miles an hour, he wants to build one that uh, is definitely a glider, and um, those zaggies can glide. They can. They yeah, they get a lot of lift. Tough wings, you know, ten to one when it comes to gliding. Sure. So uh, he's really going to enjoy that plane once we put it together. Well, Jim, we appreciate your patronage and uh, listening and taking care of our buddy Jay. See if he can uh, keep him in line down there and get him out flying more because he's sitting in the house too much. You get out there and enjoy the the nice weather. True. True. I don't want to <laughs> waste away. Lose my skills. Exactly. You lose your tan. <laughs> Get out there in the sun. Uh, well, no problem with that, though. I hear you. Well, Jay, thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Hopefully, you got some good information on working with foam. If you have any questions or comments, just uh, jump on the website and give us a shout. Uh, you can email us as, if you want as well. Uh, but for tonight, I appreciate you joining us, and we hope you have a great uh, rest of the week. Thanks a lot, Mike, and I'll see you in two weeks, I guess. Yeah, we well, should be back in two weeks. All right. Take care. We'll see you. All right. Everybody have a good night. All right. Bye. Night. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to... Park Flyer Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.